What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode, or should I say, one of the first episodes from the new beginning, because COVID been whooping people's asses. Whooping our asses. Whooping our asses. Man. Y'all know who I am. I'm Dante Chase Bridges, a.k.a. Dante Chase Bridges. Never needed an a.k.a. Along with the co-host, man. What is your name, bro? Steven City P. Watson. If you've seen this once, you've seen this twice, you've seen it all the time. And together, that will make us... The goddamn brothers. People, listen, I know... It's, We've been gone. It's been a while. I've been gone for a long motherfucking time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of shit has changed. A uh, lot. <laughs> it's a 360 on the world. Well, mm-hmm. actually not. 180, if it, actually. If it was a 360, that means shit would be the same thing over and over again. Uh, uh No. It is a one fucking 80, okay? Yeah, it's 180. You can't go to the fucking mall no. or go to Dollar Tree without having a goddamn mask on. Right. Who, who does that, Nick? We do, apparently, now, because this is the new normal. Do you think this shit... You know what I was thinking about, man? But before I get into what I was thinking about, man, you know what we got to do something we we ain't did in a long time? We got to do a little something we call Town Hall Business. Business. City P, what you got for him, man? As always, shout out to our fans that have come on here, that have tuned in back in the day, apparently when we were on live, and we want to welcome y'all all all back to the Brothers Podcast. I want to send a special shout out to a new partner of mine, a new partner of Dante's comes soon. Her name is I'm Trying Jennifer Williams. That's actually her brand name, but her name is Jennifer Williams. Now, if you don't know who she is, she's a woman that made herself famous on Twitter by getting to it with C.J. McCollum over an NBA playoff series. Like she slapped the ago. shit out of C.J. McCollum on live TV. She didn't slap the shit out of Slap the shit out of She didn't slap it. Yes, she did. What she did was she called him out on Twitter and he responded and then it took the whole world by storm. So, I, lo and behold, she stays here in Chicago. So, I met her, we politicked, and we are starting a new podcast, a sports-related podcast called... Beauty in the Brain. It is Beauty in the Brain. Beauty in the Brain. Beauty in the Brain. It is dropping this Saturday. Our first episode will be dropping this Saturday, so we are making moves. So please be on the lookout for that. Mm-hmm. I think that's all that I'm trying. I got what you got, bro. Man, you know how I do it, man. First of all, let's let's take this in sections. Mm-hmm. Man, Dante Chase Bridges is going to be doing his own speaking engagement on October 16th. Say what? Chase your Zodiac, man. Vegan soul food, 6.30, Saturday. Uh-huh. Be there, join in. If you're in the Chicagoland area, I really want y'all to come check me out, man. Got a lot of interesting things to talk about, man. I'm going to be talking about purpose, man. Purpose. Okay, and how you need to follow your purpose. So come check your boy out. Also, you know, Chase your Zodiac, Airs damn near every day now. <laughs> yeah, you, this man. Every, every day. This man dropping tidbits every single every day. Every day. Okay, so I want you to check that out. Thanks for all the support. Also, I want y'all to check out and I want y'all to donate and support the Brothers Foundation. That's helping black boys transition from high school into college and getting their first job so they can be stable, they can support themselves, and also support a family. Because I just found out I'm a traditionalist. Yes, you are a traditionalist. I'm a traditionalist. I want family. I don't want to hit these bras until I'm 79. I want family, okay? But what we need you to do, man. Yeah, I know. We need you to donate, donate, donate. So you can donate at DChase1031 on Cash App. That's DChase1031 
on the Cash App. Donate, donate, donate so we can make these dreams come alive. Man. Please do, please do. So that's about all the shout outs that I have. So let's go ahead and get right into it. Mr. Bridges. What's up, man? How have you been handling COVID? Because this man, I feel like we've seen each other often, but we haven't been around on the, on the air to the people. So how have you been handling COVID? We, we ain't been uh, around to the people at all. Goddamn. Right. We've been, it's like, damn. When the last time you done seen us together at one place, goddammit? I think when we first started talking about <laughs> COVID was the last time we were on the air. I think we had one episode that we did, mm-hmm. and I think we told y'all we was going to come back. Y'all niggas didn't see us for the past five to six months. Basically. So, hello. How y'all doing? How have I been doing, man? Shit's been rough. Shit's been kind of fucked up, man. Mm, you know what I'm saying? First of all, man, I don't appreciate getting hollered at by a 40-year-old motherfucker <laughs> in a Dollar Tree because the mask that I'm wearing ain't sufficient for her needs and shit like that. Man. I don't want to wear no goddamn mask that can't block out some. So, I created a sleeve mask, and the motherfucker gonna tell me that I'm in the wrong and I can't come in in a goddamn Dollar Tree. In a Dollar Tree, you in a Dollar in. Tree, I got kicked out of goddamn Dollar Tree, man. How you get kicked out of? A- <laughs> I just told you, man. The girl that graduated from Simeon in 1986 oh, kicked God. me out of a Dollar Tree, bro. I got kicked out of goddamn Dollar Tree. Because I don't even mask. know how if it was possible to get kicked out of a Dollar Tree. All I wanted to spend was three twenty nine. I just wanted to give me some razors. I wanted to get some deodorant and probably some whipped cream because you know. If you live in Chicago, I don't know how y'all do it in other cities, but if you go to the Dollar Tree, my nigga, mm-hmm. you can get a whole lot of deals, my nigga. Like that Dollar Tree they got on Western, on 127 yeah. Western, man, you can have your whole spaghetti, pasta dinner, the vegetables on the side, and some salmon for $4, nigga. But is it good quality, though? Because you out there just buying shit at Dollar no, Tree. No, it's not like... farm raised. It was some wild-caught salmon. Mm-hmm. It's... It's the uh, Hunt's tomato sauce. They got good shit at the Dollar Tree, man. Right. They got good shit at the Dollar Tree. All y'all Dollar Tree people know that shit is good at the Dollar Tree. But you uh, can't go to the one in the hood, though. No, 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 no. no you no. can't go to one. You go on the one in the hood, you, you messed up, man. The one in the hood is probably something you would have got on the garbage can in the back. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think you should do that at all. But, but you know. Other, I, than, other than that, man, you know, uh, start smoking marijuana. Uh... reason why i did that see i'm not first of all i don't do it just to do it for a thrill because i don't get no thrill out of high if you know me i don't like to be high i don't like out-of-body experiences Mm. i do it for medicinal purposes because the cannabinoids inside of the marijuana actually allows you to fight what they call in covid19 so if you fill your lungs up with good shit the bad shit can't get in but then they also make all these damn doctor reports and news reports about how to say that's inflammatory to your lungs. Who? Who like did Like smoking. And who? The CDC and the doctors out there. Who? I said the CDC. No, I'm saying who, nigga? Who? who so, the who association, nigga. Who said that? Oh. This ain't who's on first, nigga. I'm saying who. Oh, who's W-H-O, who's on, nigga. Hey, you want to go do that joke again? <laughs> if fuck? y'all don't know who's on first joke, y'all might be too, too young, okay? So you might not know. Motherfuckers okay. said who? Who's on first? You. Nah, I never who mind. said it? No, who? Yeah. Who you talking about? Fauci? No, nigga, who? Who said that, man? That is kind of funny. Who said that? Yeah. But listen, I don't listen to anything 
that mainstream conventional AMA of that's American Medical Association medicine tells me. When they tell me something, I do the opposite. Okay? Because it's worked for me. It's worked for my family. Matter of fact, I didn't help people that had COVID-19. I had an auntie. Well, I gave the advice, man, whether they followed it or not. Actually, she's not my auntie. She's my big cousin. You know how you got a cousin that's so older than you, then that's just basically your auntie? Yeah. Well, she my uh, big cousin. You know, she, she uh, we almost lost her, man. She had to go into a medically induced coma. Oh, man. I remember you telling me about that. Yeah. Which they shouldn't have did in the first place, because why the hell are you putting somebody in an induced coma and putting a ventilator down their throat and shocking their goddamn lungs? Because a ventilator will kill them quickly. Quick, quick and that's what they're doing. That's why a lot of these people are dying from COVID, man. Because they're putting them on ventilators and they're turning the ventilator damn near to capacity and not allowing for the diffusion. Of, all right, let me not use all these big ass words. Basically, that's who we are. Basically, you're right. Okay. But a lot of times, man, I don't like when people talk over my head. So I don't want to talk over nobody's head. Well, let's tell them to keep up. But basically, listen, your lungs can't breathe in a certain capacity. And these ventilators are turned up so goddamn high that although they think that they pumping air into your lungs, they're actually suffocating you. So you think you getting air when you actually getting suffocated out in these streets. You might as well let a nigga put you in a chokehold. Right. From what the ventilators is doing. So, you know, that yeah, that almost happened. But I've actually helped a couple of people with COVID-19. Because, you know, I, I, I got my science background. But that's enough about me, man. What's up with you with this shit? Man, okay. So, COVID has literally taught me that being an employee is bullshit. Because your employer, as always, people should know, doesn't give a fuck about you. That's true. They, they don't, don't give a fuck about you. Especially about during you. these time days. Let me tell you something about my job. I'm not even going to really say nothing about my job. I can't even speak on exactly my job because... I could possibly face a lawsuit. So, I'm just going to basically tell you what kind of shit did you do with your employers. Did you know that apparently if your employer chooses not to pay you time and a half and hazard pay, they can get fined at the end of the year? Okay. But, did you know that that your employer will be willing to take that fine because it is cheaper than having to pay you time and a half. You know how messed up that is, G. That is incredibly fucked up. We got these niggas on our ass, but guess what? I still ain't gonna give you your money, man. Not a damn dime. And you wanna know why I ain't gonna give you your money? Why is that? Because I don't want to, man. That is fucking insane. And I could not believe that. I couldn't believe that when I first discovered that shit. It took a lawyer to tell me that shit that it happened. And I was like, what the fuck you mean? That is crazy, man. But unfortunately, that's someone, that's even one of the smallest things that I've heard. And you know what? Pay is differentiated. I mean, I'm not going to say I, I'm broke, it's broke, it's broke. But at the same time, I know what my worth is. And my worth is a lot more than what me sacrifice, risking my life every day to catch some shit that they can't cure for me. That's true, man. Yeah. So the thing is, so why the fuck would I decide to continue to take y'all seriously. So what you what you saying? It almost seemed like you giving a declaration that you might be out that bitch. At some point, I, you, it, all, it just brings into perspective that you may have to look out for yourself more and more and more. Now, when that day comes, I will not shed a tear when I walk away. You've been there for a long time. You've been there for about 10 years, though. 14. God, it's been a long time. 
I will not sit there and deny the fact that you got old nigger time in. Yeah, I got old. <laughs> I'm not old. <laughs> I'm not even old, but I will say this: you though. got limitation. Right. You got that type of time in. Let me tell you something. But the thing is, is that I understand that when you put in that time and when you put it in that work, how much is that really going to yourself? Mm-hmm. And this situation, this whole pandemic, has really brought perspective on how I'm supposed to work operate in this world. Sometimes you just gotta look out for you. Because the job where I'm at, a lot of people can't look out for, we can't look out for each other as one. Mm. So now you gotta look out for yourself. I look out for self now more and more and more at this job. I'm at a point where I'm at 14 years of that job, I'll just be like, man, look, if you ain't paying me extra for this, I ain't doing it. No matter how much time you put in, man, you're definitely expendable when you're, you know, as exactly. somebody else's payroll. Yeah, let's say it Basically, like that. If yeah. you're on somebody else's payroll, you are easily expendable. Mm-hmm. And I have to learn that. So I'd rather just do it on my own time rather than doing it on somebody else's. And if whatever this leads to me, now my goal is basically to this point is I have to come and find more, 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 more different avenues of revenue so that way at the at the end of the day i either am not going to completely depend on this job or i'm not going to want this job no more and i can just leave well you gotta have you got i would say at least four yeah. avenues of different streams of income right. just at least four and if you can get to the point where you can have more passive types of income like some that we both do uh sports cards sports memorabilia yeah you know that's one of my uh matter of fact man uh just to segue into what y'all got going on ain't beauty in the brain ain't some of that about like sports memorabilia well, and all that this type of stuff? sports memorabilia is sports anything related to sports yeah we're gonna get into some political shit every now and then because you know sports and politics tend to tie into each other right but you know what uh do you tag her too tag her too um it's going to deal with a lot of things like that. But sports memorabilia has been a passion that we kind of have jumped into mm-hmm. because, you know, stuff like that builds up, you know, equity. Right. You know, trying to build up equity. And then it will manifest itself into something, hopefully, that makes a big, big profit. It's kind of like a long-term investment. But it's something that's fun, too. It's something that interests us. Yeah. And then, so. you know, we, you know, I want to go to the conventions. I want to... Flip mm-hmm. these cards and, and, and make a good ass income. You know, I kind of look at them as houses. You know what I'm saying? Right. I build them up for a year and then I'm ready to flip them. I already made a, a couple of. Well, I ain't gonna tell you how much I made, but I made some money off of a couple of cards. This nigga mad because he talking about I shouldn't have sold it. My 1989 Jordan card. The reason why I said that you should. I don't have sold care it. why. The reason why I said <laughs> that you should have sold it. I said I, I don't care just, the reasons why. I would have just sat on it a little while. Longer, it could have been worth a little bit more later. That's hey, all I said. I got what I got. You got what you got. You made the decision. I ain't complaining. I ain't gonna, yeah, whatever. All right. You made your decision. Mm-hmm. It's your business. That's your property. You do what you want. I just gave you my opinion. On a different note with the COVID, you know what has been funny? Watching uh, Lori Lightfoot holler, bitch and moan 
and Chicagoans about staying in the goddamn house. I feel like you about to have to get this one off your chest because I feel like this has been manifesting you for a minute. Wow, okay. So this is how I'm going to break it down. First of all, goddammit, I am a grown man. Why do I look at Channel 5 News to see you telling me in this voice, you need to stop, we're going to hunt you down, we're going to arrest you, and we're going to put you in jail. First of all, why are you talking to me like that? <laughs> you are not a principal of an elementary school. You are the goddamn mayor of, of Chicago. Why are you talking to me like you're going to give me goddamn in-school suspension? You ain't trying to hear that shit, Why are we talk? Why I, You know what? I saw some where she was talking to some little boys. And this actually what made me feel like, man, I don't really like that, man. Uh-huh. She was at, uh, it seemed like she was walking to school with the police superintendent. And it was some boys playing on the playground. And all of a sudden, she just stopped and looked at him and said, hey, hey, come here. You go home right now, all right? You want to affect your mother? Go home right now. And the little kid looked at her and said, man, you go home with your little bald head ass. I remember that video. Very hysterical. We, we, I remember that video. <laughs> but at the same time, man, I understand. Now, first of all, I don't advocate you disrespecting your elders at all. That's not what I'm saying. But at some point, her the way that she talks to people is in a disrespectful, condescending, and a superior overtone. And one thing you got to realize about a mayor, a mayor is a civil servant. Civil right. servant. Right. A.K.A servants okay so you're not above anybody and she talks like she has the ability to make your life a living hell and one of the ways she did it did you know that they just amended the looting laws yeah i heard about that and i was sitting there like how do you amend i have some opinions about that what's up with it man what you feel about so my thing is how do you amend Looting laws, but you can't amend shooting laws. <laughs> That's funny. Do you know how many times? What you trying to be a rapper, Nick? <laughs> a little bit. I mean, we got fresh five, you know, beat, man. <laughs> you know, we done upgraded so much. We got Unreal, beats now. Man. We own. We don't give a damn. But anyway, yeah. But still, like, you can't. As many stories as we hear about shooting, mass shootings in the city of Chicago, it's almost on a weekend basis. A weekly, weekend weekly, basis. Weekly, weekend. Right, we hear everything. this shit all the time. But somehow, looting now starts taking more precedent than that. You know what? I just thought about something. I know why they probably did it. Why? Because the people that was getting affected is not on the south side of Chicago in Inglewood. Mm. It's the people downtown Chicago, Gold Macy's, Coast, Gold Coast, money. Gucci, yes. Macy's, all the places that actually will say, hey, We'll pack up and leave Chicago if you fuck with us some more. Right. And so, Lori Lightfoot know at the same time, mayor is about the people, but it's a business. It's the business of running Chicago. And if the Gucci goes out of business and goes to another city, then that's loss of income for the city of Chicago. Yeah. So, that's probably why she owns it. So, it almost seems a lot like you're thinking, like, Lori Lightfoot's only really just protecting the financial best interest of the people. Of the people she works for. That's part of a job, though. I, yeah. I give it that. So, you know, it's unfortunate. It's just, it's almost making it seem like people don't even want to stay in this city no more. They don't want to stay in Chicago at all. Like, they're running away from it. I mean, if you had the choice, like, mm-hmm. and I ain't even talking about moving to another state or nothing like that. I'm but that's about, what's happening, though. But I'm just saying, I'm saying you. If you had the choice to live in the city of Chicago or live in a surrounding suburb, mm-hmm. which one would you choose? Probably surrounding suburb. Why is that? 
Well, that's what I'm doing right now. Correct. Okay, if this did not happen, <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. If yeah. this did not happen and you had the choice, which one would you choose? Let's say, okay, I'll give you a scenario. Let's say you came from Gary, Indiana, mm-hmm. and you want to start a new life. You know about Chicago because your people live in Chicago, so yeah. you, you grew up going back and forth. Right. And you had an opportunity to live in the surrounding area or live in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Which one would you choose? I would still live in the surrounding area. Why is that? Because I think the surrounding area is a little bit more cost effective than going inside the city limits. If you look at it right now, taxation in Chicago is ridiculous. Uh-huh. It is so ridiculous that sometimes that you can't almost understand how you'd be able to afford to make it. That's true. Like it's a, even in the simple thing is a city sticker. Oh my a god! City sticker costs like over one hundred and twenty-five dollars right. now. I ain't paid one hundred twenty-five dollars for a city sticker in years. That's because I live in part of the Chicago where I, they don't cost that much. And the crazy thing is, because you're talking to a Chicago resident here, mm-hmm. the crazy thing is, you pay for a city sticker or don't pay for it, get pulled over. Do you know you can go to jail for not having a city sticker, my dude? Or not even go to jail. You will be in financial ruins because if you don't have a city sticker, they've amended the laws in Chicago Mm -hmm. where they can impound your car. They can impound your car if you don't have a city sticker in the city of Chicago. That is. That's why the fuck would you deal with that? And then you wonder why people. And see the thing. I don't know if you say this. Oh, that is a segue to what I'm saying. You almost make you understand why people loot. And I've seen, so we've gone on social media and we've seen many people complain about, oh, this looting is this is unnecessary. You can't defend this. Well, I always tell people is this, looting isn't ca- caused by a certain situation. This is the system failing Byproduct. People. Yeah, it's, it's a byproduct. byproduct. It's, a, it's system failing. It is poverty. It is unemployment. This is what happens when this shit is prolonged. Yes, COVID didn't do us any fucking favors at all. No. It didn't do us any favors at all. It definitely didn't do it. Either you survived it, if you survived it with all good health, chances are you're not employed. You don't have a job. You're not making any income because you can't go to work. So what do you expect this was going to happen, people? You know somebody... Oh, keep going. What, what were you expecting was going to, you know, manifest from this? Yeah. People looted. We've seen a whole Black Lives Matter protest just erupt into chaos. And turn into a damn riot. Riots all over the country. Now, you know, a, a part of that wasn't... First of all, I'm not a fan of Black Lives Matter, but that's another subject for yeah, another time. Another but a part of that was because, just like everything in black history, that shit got co-opted by another organization trying to do their business. Oh, Antifa? Antifa. Mm-hmm. Okay? We don't even know where the hell Antifa come from. Mm-hmm. Some say it's George Soros. Others say it's a, a rebellious militia in the United States. No matter where it comes from, every time something happens in Black Lives Matter's agenda... Mm-hmm. There's somebody that got another agenda and usually with another hue of skin <laughs> that comes in. Hue kind of got lost. In. <laughs> got lost in. Yeah. You a what? Yeah. <laughs> a hue of skin. Hue of okay. skin. This, this is, this is, this is your hue right here. Yeah. Got another hue of skin. That's what I is. And completely turns the direction to some other ish. All right. And then instead of it being about protesting, which I'm not a fan of, it becomes about looting, shooting, looting, shooting, 
Burning down Popeyes. Who? What black person gonna burn down a Popeyes? Ain't a damn person. Popeyes is as sacred as the calf <laughs> in the Old Testament of Moses, my nigga. Man, you know we just got the damn chicken sandwich. The chicken sandwich was just in the hood. Who gonna burn down the Popeyes? Right. I saw somebody uh, said that black people came to uh, a white resident's house and wrote Crips and cursive on the goddamn garage. Who the fuck? They put a dot over the eye in Crips. Like, come on, man. Like, man, what South <laughs> Suburban ass white boy did that? This nigga put a Crips. This was the uh, leader of a cheerleading squad <laughs> in goddamn Schomburg, Illinois, who did We that. are Crips. You might as well just say that. <laughs> we are the Crips. We are the Crips. Make it proper pronunciation, okay? You might as well just did that. We are the Crips. That would have made more sense than you just writing that bullshit. We don't like what's going on around here. They might as well just wrote <laughs> an article, nigga. What the fuck? Like, come on. Like, but getting back on the topic, all that stuff when you're starting a movement, the only thing it does is let another person with some more agendas co-opt it and give us a bad name. Mm. That's all it does, man. Because now it's about looting and shooting. It was about AKA George Floyd, but now it's about looting and shooting. Now, instead of it being lost that's amended to make Black Lives Matter better, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking about the movement, I'm talking about the people. Right. Now it's amendments to make the people that are rioting go to jail quicker. Because with the looting shit, they made that a felony. It's a yeah. felony now. It's like it's upgraded now because yeah. it's so because apparently it's so excessive, it's so out of control. Again, shootings are excessive and out of control. Are there any trying? Is there any effort to stop that? No. no. But we gotta protect these rich front stop front stores down on the Gold Coast mm-hmm. so damn much. We gotta protect the money makers of the downtown area. Right. We gotta protect the upper echelon. And don't get it twisted, bro. It's all about money because yeah. uh, uh, we, we both live close to 119th. On 119th in Chicago, 119th in Marshfield. Do you remember the Target being there? Yeah. Okay. It's not there anymore, not right? Anymore. Now, the biggest reason why is because they said they were coming in there and basically robbing to the point where they felt it was not beneficial to be there anymore. But that Target has been essential to that community for so long. They didn't they, give a shit. They didn't give a fuck. They didn't care. They felt that it was not in their best interest to be there anymore. So they packed up and left. And the city of Chicago begged them to stay. Yeah. That's why, and I made that to make this point. That's why they are up in these bridges because in order to get to downtown Chicago, you got to take a bridge. Like you think part of it is about you just driving there. No, you live in Chicago. There are bridges everywhere to get to that inner downtown. That's why they're pulling up those bridges because they can't they can't have these high end stores on the Magnificent Mile. Mm-hmm. What's some other places? Oak Street, uh, Rush Street. Yeah. They can't have them saying, forget it, we move it. They cannot have that. They ain't got shit to do with the people in Inglewood. They ain't got nothing to do with the people in Rose, uh, Roseland, West Pullman, or nothing, man. That got everything to do with money. Right. Okay? It's always just to do with it. Money is the root of every situation. Money is always the root of it, man. So this is why I feel that when Mayor Lightfoot is talking to us, it's very condescending. Because to... I can see you talking to somebody that's older 
Because a lot of people that are older, you know, our grandparents or our older uncles and aunties, they're under the guise of, well, she's doing right by the city. But the people that are more about looking at the whole situation instead of looking what we get force feed on the media, we realize that she is the head protector of the revenue of Chicago. Yes. And her decisions is not about the people. It's about the revenue of Chicago. Well, we learned from that. We learned that from Rahm Emanuel. We learned that from 20 years of dealing with Daly. Daly and, so, and, Mom, and Papa Daly. Because yeah, it was been Daly Richard for a Jared long time. Senior and Junior. So yeah. they, well, we know about this game. That they are... They protect the income of the city. It's a game. And so the millennials and the late millennials and even these Generation Zs coming up, the Zennials, we all know that it's a bigger game to this. So when Mayor Lightfoot and all mayors around the country talk to us like we're the bad guys because we're doing something that's a byproduct, like you talked about looting, and we're going to crack down on the people. No, you're not cracking down on the people. You're protecting the best interests of your city and how you make money. Right. Which is keeping those businesses afloat. Mm-hmm. And all them businesses, basically the stores them people was robbing or looting, a.k.a. But it's basically the, um, you get the same amount of time for robbing somebody now than you do for looting now. That's crazy. Yeah. Basically, them same stores have publicly said they don't like black people. Gucci publicly has said that they don't want black people to be in none of their products. Okay? Louis Vuitton publicly has said that, bro. Right. Do you know any other places, uh, let's say other designers, fashion designers that said they don't want black people? Tommy Hilfiger. Tommy Hilfiger has historically said he does not (laughs) like black people wearing his stuff. Tommy Hilfiger got a Facebook profile to say, I don't want black people in my shit. Right. <laughs> so why the fuck are we still supporting somebody like Tommy Hilfiger? By Hilfiger. I don't give a fuck about that shit. Yeah. But, you know, that's that's the other side of the COVID because, you know, first it's the pandemic medical. Then it's the political side, man. And I believe Lori is blowing smoke up our asses and just be real, man. We don't want them businesses to go away. That's what right. she needs to say. Instead of talking to us like we're... Six, seven, eight, ten, nine, twelve-year-olds. Like, come on, man, stop being condescending. Like, we know where she came from. She was yeah. supposed to Chicago State, so it's like, like you, we know you came from the same damn background. You oh, wait, 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 bro. I'm, 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 gonna, I'm gonna drop something on you, man. I don't know. You might have known this. Lloyd Lightfoot did not come from the same background as most urban people in city. We'll talk about Southside. She ain't come from Southside. Oh, she didn't. She's from uh, Schaumburg. She did this. This is her archetype. She's a black woman from Schaumburg that grew up one black kid in her whole school type of vibe. Mm. Now, you know that type of vibe. Yeah. I even know that type of vibe because at one point I was going to school. I was the only black kid in my, my fucking, uh, I would say, sixth through eighth grade. Right. Sixth through seventh, well, fifth through seventh grade. So I understand the type of woman that is. That type of person tends to resent black people. Okay, so that's the type of archetype we dealing with with Lori Lightfoot, man. She's not round away, and she went to the University of Chicago. She didn't graduate from Chicago State. That's my alma mater. Shout out to Chicago State. That's where I graduated from. So she's a different type of animal. She ain't for the people like they think she is. Okay. She is not for the people, bro. So that concludes your rant, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know where I begin on this one. I don't even know. So, this one, as far as COVID, 
has trickled into something that happened just recently. What's up? And it's something that I have to get off my chest. Talk so, in case y'all have been living under a rock, and this is it's actually a current affair, current event story. So, this past Tuesday, apparently the Democratic nomination, Democratic nominated Joe Biden selected Kamala Harris to be his running mate for the president of the United States. So basically she's gonna serve as the VP. And for this entire week, I have been embattled with motherfuckers on social media about this situation with Kamala Harris. And you might think that there is so much conflict right now about this. Now, I understand that politics tends to bring out the worst in some people. Absolutely, because it's, it's, it's almost like it's gotten to a personal level. Why, I don't know. I absolutely don't understand. Mm -hmm. But we need to think about this on both sides of the spectrum. You always have to look at politics on both ends of the spectrum. First of all, we already know politics are crooked anyway. It doesn't really matter. It's in their blood. It's, it's, it's in their DNA. It's in when the you're game. you're a politician, you are going to make some back alley deals. EA Sports. It's in the game. You're going to make <laughs> some back alley deals no matter what the situation brings up. Right. It doesn't matter. It all depends about... Every, that's one. Two, politicians are driven by money. Whatever the money is coming from is where their best interest is going to go to. Mm -hmm. So... Whatever your best interest is is basically swayed on the fact of who's paying them. So when you look at somebody like a Kamala Harris and a Joe Biden and you realize they're in their opposition, Donald and Pence, you almost look at this as like, again, we find ourselves in a lesser of two evils argument or war going into this November. People are trying to rally the fact that because Joe Biden selected Kamala Harris, as his VP, as enough to say, let's try to make history again and let's push this to what? Push them to victory. Oh, that shit. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's more than that. Mm. But my issue is simple. To me, and I think a lot of people speak this way, especially people in the black community have understood this, is that selecting Kamala Harris as your VP seems a lot like pandering. Shameless pandering. Shameless. Completely, which we know what politicians do, that's what they do. It's shameless fucking pandering mm -hmm. to the black community. Because what you're doing is not only are you trying to set up the black vote, but you also try to set up the woman vote because you're the only person out there that's got a VP who's a woman. He was gonna pick a black woman by any means by necessary. any means necessary. <laughs> and then what's worst about it is that you pick probably the one that most people don't like. Or so they say. Because, you know, she's a former DA. Oh, oh yeah. Of, oh, she's a former cop. Yes. She is the senator of California. Yes. So she has a very track, a very large and extensive track record with dealing with law enforcement. Now, automatically, black folks, California, law enforcement... One, two, three. That's three strikes. And she also has a Guinness Book of World Record record, bro. For the most black people incarcerated in, in California? Yes. Yeah. That's crazy. But people are going to tell you to fact check that because that's not exactly true. Which I don't understand say, who, how. Who say that? Huh? Who saying that shit? A lot of the Kamala Harris hey, supporters. 
A lot of people have jumped on the bandwagon. Figure out who this is, man. A lot of people, I, I listen. We don't. Speak man, shit is frustrating, man. Who is I know this, it is. Man. Listen, a lot of people who would just say vote Democratic because you want to get Trump out of office. Now let me make something perfectly clear. Okay. I am in no way, say, shape, or form saying, "Hey, go vote Trump." Okay. I don't give a fuck about this dude. I don't like the dude either. But I am not going to sell my vote or not just give away my vote to somebody. Who has not had my best interest at heart? Now you could it with all my dude. The point I said, the point is, is that the point of voting is that you're supposed to vote for the person who serves your best interest. Can you honestly sit there and say that the policies of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris serve the black community's best interest? Has it ever for the past 25 years? Let me also bring up one. That's the Democrats in a nutshell. Let me also bring up another interesting point. Didn't Kamala Harris in an entire debate imply that Joe Biden was a bigot and a racist? Probably. No, it (laughs) actually happened. It actually happened. I think it was back in like December, I think, at the December debate. She implied that Joe Biden was a racist. Let me ask you a question. Do you think they'll ever backtrack and clear that up? They're going to have to. I believe that they're not going to do it. I think for the sake of trying to get a united front, they will have to. Because And I'm glad you said that because then I would ask you this one question. If you think somebody is a bigot or a racist, why would you agree to want to work for them? Uh, because... Yeah, uh, it's the vice presidency. She gets a lot of money, a set life forever, uh, and then leeway or a segue into the presidency. So uh, to not have morals or ethics kind of comes with the territory. So in other words, Kamala Harris is doing what's best for Kamala Harris. Yes. She is trying to set herself up for life. And that's... Kay Harris don't care about if she says something that is completely hypocritical or not. What she cares about, like you said, is setting herself up for the long run. She tried to be the presidential nominee and that did not work out. Matter of fact, that makes me think, why would Joe Biden try to bring a girl in on the same angle that nobody accepted her for? He's trying to bring her in from the sake that she is a black quote unquote black woman and she was literally eliminated for being a black woman Mm -hmm. and yet locking up the most African Americans in United States history. You gotta fact check that because they don't believe that's true. Who who is these niggas, man? It's these Kamala Harris supporters. Man, she's frustrating, man. Who is saying this, man? These Kamala Harris supporters. Well, you gonna fact check yourself, man. Because you out of pocket, nigga. I said it, nigga. So anyway, it, it, it almost seemed like a sabotage. It seemed like almost that Joe Biden is trying to allow Donald Trump to win. Because how are you going to pander to the same people that told you, we don't want this girl? Right. We done already told mm-hmm. him. In the, the United States has already told everyone that Kamala Harris is not our pick. Mm-hmm. And you still pandering to Kamala Harris? I feel like there's more so that the Democratic Party is a whole push Biden to take Kamala Harris. Personally, if I was, I was a betting man. I was betting on Susan Rice. 
to be his VP. I said Susan Rice, if he would have had a better chance, he would have picked Susan Rice. Because at least Susan Rice serves as the National Security Council on the Obama administration. She serves as a US she served as a US ambassador to the United Nations. And yes, yes, I know the big Ghazi shit. We know that. Whatever. Fuck up about it. Every who, what politician doesn't have some corrupt background? Who doesn't? You can't be a politician without it. It's right. like on the box, nigga. Uh, right. It's part of this part. It's part of the disclaimer. Birthday, uh, scandal. I guess a warning. <laughs> it's it's right a warning there. label. If you don't the check point the is, is like I chose Susan Rice. Be- I said Susan Rice because since she's already served on the Obama panel, on the Obama administration, that her and Joe Biden already have a close affiliation. You would work better with somebody you've already had experience working with, now would you? Mm-hmm. Now, Joe Biden selected a woman that literally called him a racist. Hold on, not to cut you off, man, but somebody said something. One of, one of the homies, man, Cora Blue, I'm not going to give you a real name, we just going to say Cora Blue said uh-huh. something that's very, 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 very intriguing. Mm-hmm. She said that I was just asked to join the campaign. I worked them not volunteer my time okay so you know it looks like they're recruiting the african well first of all she got a lot of uh political background core blue anyway mm-hmm. but it looks like they're setting their roots out in chicago in the chicagoland area to take over the minority vote already well see here's the thing i have to also ask why necessarily because Illinois is already a pretty much a blue state anyway. We already got a Democratic governor. Yeah. We already got a Democratic mayor in the biggest city in in Illinois. I didn't even know Beetlejuice was Democratic like that. Yes, yeah, she's been. I didn't know. I mean. I, I, no, I thought he was just, you know, you yeah. call his name and he come out. But I didn't know he had a political party. party. I did not know that, though. That's you know, petty, petty But you shit. learn something every day. That's, I got to watch the movie again. That's some petty, petty shit. I got to watch the movie again. I did not know that. That is some petty shit. I didn't know that, though. The point is, is that, you know, it's already a blue state, so kind of, if you think about it, and if we do say we lose about two or three hundred black voters, it's not going to change anything. They're still going to win Illinois. It doesn't matter. Yes. So why the fuck do we care about rallying into the streets? I would be literally so shocked, shocked, if Illinois went red with two candidates, two of the top faces of Illinois both Democrats. I would literally be shocked, especially in the, in Illinois, where the Obama name has rang more true in this state than anywhere else. When you got a, a man who was running for president off the Obama name still, I would literally be surprised if this state voted red. Right. If, so I'm not expecting that at all. So I'm not really worried about Illinois not going blue because they're going to go blue. Yes. But the point I'm trying to make is this. If there is so much and it is a story that's very good it's, I don't know if I should say this. Then say it, bro. Okay. You didn't so, know if you could say it. Here's the thing. Then All say right, it. so this is, quote, <laughs> this is a quote from a my god brother who made something that's made me think, wow. Remember a couple remember years ago when Halle Berry won Best Actress for Lead Role, an Oscar. She was the first black woman. Okay, to win I don't know where you're going with this, but I'm, listen, I'm a, okay. okay. Yes. So Halle it. Berry won Best Actress, the first black woman ever to win Best Actress, mm-hmm. an Oscar. And she had to do it in the most fucked up way imaginable. She got fucked by Billy Bob Thornton. 
And it wasn't regular sex. Man. It was hardcore. This was pornographic. Right, this is damn near pornographic. Or only fans type of sex. She got she was a single black, widowed black mom yes. that had to get fucked by a racist white cop. Yes. To win an Academy Award. The point I'm trying to make about this is that That's a terrible <laughs> Now here's the thing though. Here's, now here's about the, here's about my point. Well, that's Samara. That is terrible. Yeah, it is terrible, and that's exactly the point. Mm-hmm. Why is it that for black people to succeed, white people have to let us? Oh, that's a good one. That's a good that, one. see my point now. Or why is it that for black people to succeed? Black people have to pander by demoralizing themselves. Exactly. In order you see my point. To let now. white people exactly let us. So why? And that is exactly what is happening with Kamala Harris right now. Now, where's it going? Wait, wait, wait. I, I just gotta say this. I'm, I'm not to cut Go you off, bro. But we keep on saying this black thing. Is this woman actually a African American, quote unquote? Because Are any of us really African Americans? Okay, I'm not even going down that line. <laughs> okay, I'm yeah. not going down that road. You know where I'll I lead know. if we go there. But I'm saying literally, there's a pattern that's happening. Most of the politicians that are picked to run for anything that means something is not from the continental United States. Most of them. Kamala Harris is not. Your correspondents, Angela Rye, the uh, Candace Owens, all of the people that you think are black African-American uh, revolutionaries, Al Sharpton, uh, almost what, even Lewis, Minister Louis Farrakhan. Most of these people are not from the continental United States. They're always from some island. And Kamala Harris is no different. It's like you're taking away their liberty of calling themselves an American when they always say there's always some type of foreign aspect to them. I think it's all, I think it's something different. Barack Obama. They're never continental United States African Americans. They always come from a different landmass. Mm. Now, the reason why I feel this because it is one thing to be influential with black people, but it's another thing when you can mold somebody that although looked the part like Kamala Harris, isn't the part. Mm. So, just like how we said Joe Biden is pandering to African Americans, well, he's double pandering because he's putting a, a black woman that's not even black out for the black people. I'm, I'm not going to go that far not to say that she's not a black woman. No, she, I, okay, let me, let me, just, let me stop far. it right here. Okay. Okay. Rice and rice makes what? Rice. Okay. East Indian and an East Indian makes what? East Indian. Kamala Harris' parents are East Indians. And Jamaican. No, Jamaican is the landmass that they're from. Okay. They're not Jamaican, okay? If I move to Jamaica and stay there for six years and get a citizenship, I'm a Jamaican. But I don't come from Jamaica. Kamala Harris' parents are from East Indian descent. Wait, didn't you they say her mom was Northeast Asia? Bro, Northeast Asia. Wait, no, 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 no. What did they that? I'm, I'm not sure. Somebody fact North check East that. Asia is, you know, yeah. more slanted of the eyes. Yeah, okay? that's what I thought. That's what. That's Have what you seen Kamala Harris' uh, mom? Yeah. She had a full hijab on, bro. This woman is an oh. East Indian descent that moved to Jamaica. She's not even Jamaica by nationality. You gotta forgive me because there's a lot of pictures floating around about what oh, okay. her parents and her grandparents are. Yeah, I saw. Are, and you know, today I saw one. Um, 
I don't know who these people was. Right. These was some light-skinned East Indian people I've never seen in my life. You know what's funny? Because remember that picture that was floating around about Bernie Sanders and how he was walking with uh, um, Dr. Mark Dr. King? King? Yeah. And then people came out and said, that's not him? And then even he had to admit and say, that's not me? <laughs> so it's like, people are just floating pictures out here about who... Who's kin folk to? I, I bet Ooh. I bet Bernie got a lot of pictures out like that, man. He but probably did. All of them pander, so it don't mm. matter, man. Right. But all I'm trying to say is, he's trying to pander to black people by putting a black woman that's not actually a continental United States black woman. And they do this blueprint every single time. So my thing is, just like how you were saying earlier, instead of trying to pander, come with the facts. I don't care if you're black, white, Asian, Chinese, or Puerto Rican. Are you going to benefit me? Exactly. And that's the whole point of voting. Are you going to benefit me? Do you do what's in my best interest? Right. Don't talk to me. Don't tell me that I ain't black if I vote for Trump. Right. What do you have for people that's in my demographic, Mm -hmm. both on paper and in the part of the city or the part of the town I live in? What you going to do for us? Right. What Can you, you tell what me? You, what are you going to do? What have you done for me? Because the only thing that you is notably tr- have done for me so far is put a lot of my people like me in jail. And put a foot in my ass. Exactly. Okay? Is it going to be another trickle-down effect right. that most of them talk about? Because every time you talk to them, it's about trickling down by creating a good economy and then black people get some rations when it's sprinkled down to them. I don't want none of that shit. What you going to do for me? What you going to do for the Croc Center on 119th Street that got over 400 black kids going in and out of it. What you gonna do for the dilapidated Chicago public school system? Right. In the Roseland, the West Pullman. What you gonna do for them? What you gonna do for me as a, well, quote unquote African American man that needs a loan to start my business up? What you gonna do for me? How you gonna let me get that loan? That's funny how all those business loan plans that they came out and they like people taking forty thousand dollars to start a business and they ended up buying Ferraris and Lambos and all that shit. Well, you know, you got assholes in every demographic. I don't give a damn what you <laughs> yeah. are. You can be white, black, or whatever. There's assholes in every race, every yeah. creed, every ethnicity. We know y'all are. We saw them photos too. Y'all niggas was acting <laughs> stupid. You can't judge people by the asshole extremes. You know what I'm saying? Right. What you gonna do for the person that's decent and wants to do something with their life? That's right. black. Since you pandering, right? Let's pander. And it's pander thing, though. for real. You want to be like you pandering, and guess what? These motherfuckers got less than ten weeks <laughs> to prove to us whether or not you're worth us wasting our time, pander. getting up and going to a poll, pander, and, and punch that pander, little, pander, pander, write that pander, little square pander, in, pander. or do the mail in now because then apparently they want to do mail in because Trump is too against that shit, whatever the fuck. Look, we know Trump's an asshole. You know what? I but the Trump is the asshole we already know. But here's the thing, though. I'm going to make this point. We know Trump's an asshole. We know Trump's a piece of shit. But we survived eight years of both the Bush father and son duel. We survived eight years of Ronald Reagan. You know we survived what? Nixon. Okay. But see, it's somebody that you're not saying. Boom. We survived eight years of Barack Obama. You let a smooth criminal come into office and create more for intersectionality. And for those who don't know what that is, that's when you're not talking about race or a group of people. You're talking about a group within a group. 
aka LGBTQ. He brought oh, more grants. He bought more loans. He bought more initiatives and programs for the LGBTQ community than he ever did for people that he was pandering to, which was African Americans. I don't know not one program that Barack Obama brought to the black community at all. But I'm sure somebody will throw it at us and say, hey, this this program is I right. want you to name one, anybody, and when and this is the criteria. It cannot be something that was for everybody. So if you name something that he did, but it was for everybody, it just so happened to include black people, you disqualify right there. I think the point what he's trying to make is that you need to make it exclusive. They know black. what I'm trying to say. Exclusive. I said it but the I said, way that I said it. And you know. Hold on. I'm saying that because this is the same argument we had about Kamala Harris. When Kamala Harris said, if I'm going to support, remember when she said, I'm going to support a program. I'm not going to all be exclusively black. Well, that is the paradigm that we're always under. Exactly. And this that's is the, the trickle down effect that we are talking about and right that now. that is exactly why we don't trust people that pander to us because it's let, never about let me, us. Let me ask you a real question. Why do you feel that most politicians cannot upfront and forthright just explain what they're going to do for just black people? Just black people. Not about excluding, not about including, not Black people. Why can't they do that? Because that would bring in, to me, in my personal opinion, that would bring into the forefront and the light that how much this country really does owe black people. And because of that, it would be so damning, it would almost cripple the economy as we know, or change the economy as we know it, how much they would have to pay back people back. So now you segue into reparations. Now, basically, that's what it is, because that's really all what black people are asking for in general. They want reparations. Now, I have another question for you, Okay. as far as what you just said. Right. If black people only make up 13, 12%, that's what they say, roughly 13, 12, sometimes which I think 14%, it's a lot, it's a lot, which is a, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a straight up lie. But just for the record, uh -huh. if we only make up 12%, how come paying 12% of a population, which is 88% left, uh -huh. how is that going to cripple the economy? That's what the assumption is, that they're going to cripple the economy. Now, it doesn't take a rocket science or a person with an engineering degree to realize that if you pay the population that's only 12% reparations, it will not cripple the economy. You just gave damn near every human being in the United States a stimulus check. Mm -hmm. And we're asking for 12% of the population to receive substantial income. Mm -hmm. How in the hell has that never been? First of all, it always goes under research, but it never gets executed. Nothing happens with it. They right. always want to, every time you hear about reparation, they tell you what? They tell you that we're going to research it and see what's it about. Why the hell you got to keep on researching it? You didn't research it when those people that were Japanese, when they were in the, uh, mm -hmm. what, what was those camps? Uh, concentration camps. Concentration camps. It was another name. Detainment camps. Detain they was in detainment camps during the World War. You didn't research it then. You didn't research it for the survivors that came to the United States after the war of Hitler. You didn't research it then. But you have to research it when you deal with African Americans. Because we're so deep rooted in the on the uprising of this economy that it's almost like 
Hey, we kind of don't want to pay you back because we benefited so much for keeping y'all down here. And like we said, and the other thing is, is that in this economy, it makes more money to keep us down. Or, or divide. Or, or, down or divide. Or, okay. Or it could be if you pay us in reparations, you will have to tell us the actual rules for reparations, which is y'all got to become a nationality. And when you get into that, then you become the real people of the land. When you get into that, you realize that, oops, y'all weren't coming on slave ships. Y'all been here. And when you get into that realm, which is the American, Native American type of talk now, Mm -hmm. then it's not about reparations of money. Right. It's not about somebody giving you some gold or some resources. Now it's about you owe us the entire land. Yeah. So the reason why they don't want to touch on reparations for black people is because forget about the money because they can print some up. Right. Forget about the bank accounts because they can manipulate the numbers in the system. Right. Now they're talking about all of the damn land in the United States. You yeah. got to give up everything. You got to give up Wyoming, Ohio. Idaho, you got to give up Nebraska, you got to give up Texas, you got to give up Florida, New York, New Hampshire, you got to give up all that shit. But technically, this this very city we stay in was started by the Haitian black man, so technically, wouldn't they have to give that up too? And that dude was an Aboriginal American, but they act like he came from Hades mm-hmm. on by way of a slave boat. When that dude was an original inhabitant and a Taino Indian, he just came from Hades. See, they don't want to get into that side of right. You know what I'm saying? Because that, like I said, it ain't about money no more. It's about the whole United States. Matter of fact, the whole continent of the North Americas. All of them. Greenland included. Right. They don't want to get into that. See, they don't, that, want-, that, they don't want to get into that, though. Because right. that means they got to up-ass everything. Right. They don't want to get into it. So the point, basically the point of this, this whole situation is that when it comes to November, like I said... These motherfuckers got less than 10 weeks to convince us that we should waste our time to go vote for them. And right now, it's not looking too good. Mm-hmm. It's not looking good at all. But like we said, we got less than 10 weeks. Let's see what happens. Now, if you want... Now, I will say this. Whether you dislike Kamala Harris or Joe Biden or you do like Kamala Harris or Joe Biden, I would advise you one thing. I said this. Understand, do not, and I repeat, do not vote for people based on your emotions. Do not vote for people based on the opposition. Do not vote for people just because you think they look like, because they look, you think they look like you, that means you want to relate to them. Don't try to, that's how we act motherfuckers like Clarence Thomas in office all the time. That's how we get most of them. Motherfucker, vote black, vote black, vote black. No matter what it is, vote black. I know we want to say stay on cold with black people. I say stay on cold all the time. But there's one thing you have to understand about with politics. It's never on cold when it comes to politicians. You have to vote for who serves the best interest for you. If you cannot do that, you're not going to win. So don't go arguing with me. Wasting my time trying to convince me about whether or not Kamala Harris or Joe Biden are two of the better options than Trump and Pence. Because they all crooked. Mm. They all ain't shit. But if you want to convince me about who's going to vote for who, then tell me which one serves the best interest for me. Tell me what their policies are. Mm. Let me know what the hell the fuck they can do for me. Because if neither one of them can do shit for me, I ain't trying to hear What's the point? 
You get, the clock is ticking. Show me something. Prove to me. Man, you got anything after that, man? Man, we all have time anyway, we so we, got, we we done. We didn't. We didn't. We're back. Apparently, we're, we're back, back in our mojo. We back in our swing. So we done now. People, we appreciate y'all tuning back into the Brothers Podcast. You know how we do it. We're going to be keeping on doing it. We're going to do it and do it again. Also, tune in to what you got going on. Beauty in the Brain popping off this Saturday. You will get to meet I Am Trying Jennifer Williams up close personally. You can also follow her on Facebook. She's on Facebook. She's on Twitter. And she talks a lot of shit. So you better be ready. All right. Also, man, tune in to Chase Your Zodiac, man, where we come on damn near every day. We talk about life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. And also, you finding your purpose, getting into your right energy, finding that relationship that you've been crazy about and you know you want. So tune in to Beauty in the Brain, Chase Your Zodiac, and always the Brothers Podcast. And on that note, we will see you next week. This is not peace. This is peace. Peace. Later.